Last Christmas, I gave you my heart, but the very next day, you gave it away. This year, to save me from tears, I'll give it to someone special, and that's you guys, the audience. Aww. Welcome to Death <laughs> and Entertainment. <laughs> Live. From Los Angeles. 911, what is your emergency? Here in Hollywood now. Two counts of murder, injury, and death. Oh my God! Shocking new details that has stunned the entertainment world. Um, this makes me a little nervous. The hair stood up on my arms. Just like in the movies. Ho, 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 ho. We call this thing anyway. Death in entertainment. Merry Christmas and happy ho, holidays. Ho, ho, ho. It is wonderful to be here. Yes. On this festive episode. You guys can't see it right now, but we're all dressed as Santa Claus. <laughs> <laughs> we are very uncomfortable. We got yeah. way too much shit on right I'm now. I'm very itchy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The, the For beard alone. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, the beard is supposed to go on your face, Kyle. Hey, hello. <laughs> Alejandro made us do this, but I don't get it because we're a pure <laughs> audio podcast, so it yeah. doesn't make much sense. But yeah. we, we're game for we're it. We're doing it for you we're guys. We're doing it for you guys. Visual gags on the podcast. <laughs> for an audio podcast. <laughs> yes. Well, let's get things started. I'm Kyle Plouffe. I'm I Mark Mulcairn. I'm Alejandro Dowling. <laughs> Mark was the only one that was himself. I'm Santa Claus. <laughs> I'm a different guy. Where are your kids? Let's take some pictures. I'm a fictional character. Sorry, kids. I, Santa Claus is real. And this is our Christmas episode. Oh. I got a couple of Christmas facts if oh, you want to nice. hear. Let's, Let's hear, hear a factoid. Love it. Did you know that It's a Wonderful Life was a box office bomb? Wow. Originally. No shit. Yeah. It, Jimmy uh, Stewart. Frank Capra was in debt afterwards. He put his own money into it. Yes. Holy crap. Wow. Natalie Wood still believed in Santa when she filmed Miracle on 34th Street. Oh, well, she's a kid. She's like five years yeah. old. <laughs> I didn't say that's shocking. I, if yeah. she was like 30, I'd be like, whoa. I didn't say the facts were interesting. Okay. <laughs> They're just facts. Yeah. My mom used to say that the mall Santas, because I had questions. Why is there a different Santa at every mall? Yeah. What's this fucker up to? You know what I mean? And she was like, well, those are the real Santa's helpers. Because obviously you can't be in every place at once. Oh. So they're really, um, you know, you don't hear about them as much as the elves, but they're the people who help in public. And I wow. believed it. Wow. And I still believe it. <laughs> your mom like, really. Damn, this guy's got quite the salary, the payroll going out. Pulled the wool over your eyes big time. <laughs> yeah. Bill Murray was the first choice for the lead in Bad Santa. Oh, wow. He would have been great. Yeah, that would have been awesome. And. The Grinch's green color was inspired by a rental car. <laughs> okay. Interesting. Yeah. Um, inspired by a green screen. <laughs> the rental animator car. Chuck Jones rented a car that was painted an ugly shade of green. And, he's and like, that's what inspired him. Now I got it. These are horrible trivia facts. Yeah. Who pulled these in? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I got one Christmas fact. What's that? George Michael died on Christmas Day, 2016. Wait, what the fuck? What? We were just talking here, and wait a second. You just came up with this? Yeah. We were just talking Christmas. <laughs> wait, so should we do a podcast about that? I mean, we're talking in the mics. We it's, might as well. It's the holiday season. Tease we might as season. well give these people a gift. <laughs> All right. 
And with that, yeah. why don't we take a trip on the Polar Express back to Christmas Day 2016. And here we are, Christmas Day 2016. The top song. It's cold it is out here. Freezing. Maybe it's cold outside and in here too. Hey. Uh, Closer by the Chainsmokers featuring Halsey. Mm. Big song, big song. Starboy is number two featuring, uh, it's The Weeknd featuring Daft Punk. I actually like that song now. I download it. fucking Starboy. Yeah, there's not much meat to that song, but I like it. What's with you and needing meat and things? Mm. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Give me the I like meats. a meat, yeah. I'm a carnivore. Give me the meat sweats. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Get in there. Step into a slip gym. <laughs> Wow! <laughs> <laughs> uh, Black Beatles was the number one song at this time. Ray Shremerd, Smurd, Smurderer. Okay, uh, Smurderer featuring featuring Gu- featuring Gucci Mane, um, a man with a tattoo of an ice cream cone on his face. Who Gucci Mane does? Yeah, terrible. Yeah, Black Beatles. That was a big song. Bam, 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 bam. <laughs> That's all I know. Sounds great. Yeah. And the Christmas version goes, <laughs> Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Just add sleigh bells to any song, and it's a Christmas song. There you go. Uh, top movies at the time. Number three, Passengers. That was a big flop. What? I don't even know what that no, is. What is that? Chris Pratt and Jennifer Lawrence on a spaceship. I didn't watch one minute of it, so I don't know anything about it. Yeah. Uh, number two movie was Sing, the animated sing-along movie with uh, a dancing pig, uh, amongst other things. What? what? Yeah. Where do these movies and songs coming from? I feel like they just get made up. Like they're plugged into our brain, like Inception. Like, oh, we, they never came out. There was never any movie, <laughs> but we just believe there was one. This was from Illumination Studios, I believe. The yes. same ones that did Minions and I saw it in the, the Grinch. You saw Sing in the theater? I sure did. Wait, Wait why? why? And it was great. Why? Because I have a membership to AMC Plus. You won't see Godfather 2, but you'll see this fucking trash. Yeah, I'll get in my car and drive to the theater <laughs> Wait, and see this. So you you weren't dragged to see it? No, I go to the movies by myself all the time. Oh, dragged my him. God. He dragged himself. Yeah. I might have even cried. Oh, my God. <laughs> this I'm, is too much. I'm crying right now. This is a <laughs> sad story. Sing. And yet, yeah, you have not seen The Godfather 2. Sing 2 is coming out um, this month or next month. Oh, yeah. Are you going to see it? Of course. Bono's in it. Ugh. You're joking, right? No. Everything I just said was completely the like truth. Like Bono actually makes you excited even more to see it? Um, no, but they... In the trailer, saying, uh, still haven't found what I'm looking for, and that's a very good song for me. We're gonna have an intervention with Kyle after this podcast <laughs> recorded, so huh. just so you guys know, yeah. Um, number one movie at the time, Rogue One, a Star Wars. Story. I love, I love that movie, it was great. I hate all Star Wars properties for the most part, except for the original ones, and I love that one, yeah. It was I, a very good movie. Love is a strong word, you really loved it. Yeah, I I found it refreshing. Maybe I just mm. I was just kind of you know used to very bad Star Wars shit, and then I was like, oh, here's some hope, a sign of hope, which is you know kind of their thing. Here's what I didn't love is the bringing dead actors and actresses back through yeah. CGI. Yeah, that was creepy. Who they, they do that with? Um, Peter Cushing. 
Yeah. Uh, I don't remember that he part. He died in like the 90, the early 90s. Yeah. And then and, in 2016, all of a sudden, he's in this movie. Yeah, he's acting in a movie. <laughs> yeah. And then they have a young Carrie Fisher at the end. Yeah. Where she looks like a cartoon. It's very cartoonish. It's yeah. creepy. And then it made it more creepy, the fact that she died during the release of the movie. Didn't really bother me. Okay. <laughs> Great. Christmas Day 2016 TV ratings. Number three, NBC's 42nd annual Christmas Eve telecast of It's a Wonderful Life. WNBC. It yielded strong viewership at 4.5 million. So it wasn't a hit initially. The Capra my... family is yeah. making fucking bank off that, but he, he went bankrupt. <laughs> and you guys know Whoops. that because of the fun Christmas trivia we went over. Oh, right. Earlier. Thank God you saved yeah. our life, Alejandro. Number two, UFC on Fox, 4.7 million viewers. Oh, I love a good Christmas UFC fight. Yeah. I like to see a guy get his face bashed in by a knuckles of another man. Nothing makes me feel warm and fuzzy like that. <laughs> yeah. A guy getting his fucking fingers broken in a ring. <laughs> getting his fingers somewhere. Oh. Number one is ABC's Christmas Day telecast of the 2016 NBA championship rematch between the Cleveland Cavs and the Golden State Warriors. King James. In which the Cavaliers once again emerged triumphant. 10.1 million viewers overall. Hmm. So that won the day. Yeah, Christmas Day is such a good day for basketball. It's like Thanksgiving with football. Mm -hmm. Christmas Day is like always from like nine in the morning all the way to night. Just great matchups that you want to see. I don't have one memory of watching basketball on Christmas. Oh, I always I didn't know it was a thing. Yeah. I remember they would always do the, you know, NBA on NBC and do all like the the holly around, you know, the the boarding and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. John Tesh. He wrote that tune for the NBA on NBC. John Tesh wrote it. Wow. Good old Johnny Tesh. Not Christmas trivia, but another person that wrote a song, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles theme song from the 90s cartoon, Chuck Lorre. Wow. Right. Yeah. Okay. Very crazy. And Alan Thicke wrote the theme to Jeopardy. Did he? Did I just make that up? Alejandro felt left out about (laughs) knowing the jingle writer. That's the only one I know is the Chuck Lorre Ninja Turtles one. Oh, I was close. He wrote Wheel of Fortune. Oh. Wheel. Yeah. Of Fortune. And The Facts of Life and Different Strokes. And Three's Company. Come on. Wow. So he made some good dough from He's having a good Christmas. Well, he's dead. Alan Thicke? Yeah. Well, yeah. Now. Did you know that? (laughs) I forgot it if I knew it. He died shortly before this in 2016, December 13th. Wow. In Burbank. So he was not having a good Christmas. No. So how did we get, let's let's follow that math. We were doing the jingles. We said (laughs) two other people did jingles. Alan Thicke did jingles. Uh, Alan Thicke died two weeks before. The story we're going to tell about George Michael. George Michael. Yeah, that's wow. quite a lead-in. Yeah. Full circle. <laughs> Come on, knock on that door. We've been waiting for you. George Michael. Love him. So they, many classics. They were classics, yeah. Faith, big one. Yes. Yeah, great um, Limp Bizkit tune. 
that's, that's what Kyle always Yeah, it always yeah, goes back it, to it goes Limp back Biscuit to the, somehow. Or some bad rap rock rendition of something. Redneck fucker from Jacksonville. <laughs> yeah. Well, the George Michael version, that was the biggest hit of his career. Really? Yeah, it spent uh, four weeks at number one. For some reason to me, four weeks doesn't seem that long when you have that big of a career, you know? Yeah, but that's being in the number one spot. Yeah. It stayed on the charts much longer. Oh, yeah. I guess I just grew up in the days of TRL where it's like, for the 18th week in a row, bye, bye, bye. No, but that's the TRL list. Yeah, exactly. That's not Billboard. Right. Yeah. That's for MTV losers calling in. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Which I was one of those people. The screaming girls picking in sync every week. I was one of those screaming girls. Yeah. And George Michael had 21 top 10 hits with 10 hitting number one. Wow. And Careless Whisper is his second most successful song. That spent three weeks at number one. But listen to this. It was the top song of 1985. Hmm. Number one song of the year on Billboard. Wow. Huh. How does that work if it's only three weeks and he's had another one that's four weeks, and it's not the top song of the year. Boy, you're really hung up on the amount of weeks. Yeah, it's by one. numbers. Though. I want to know the system. And it was at number two a while. Then it was at number three a while. Uh, while by, other songs disappeared fast. It's by singles sure. being sold, right? Like the actual albums. I would hope so. Not like TRL losers calling <laughs> in again. With their Jinko jeans on. <laughs> <laughs> Who are they? <laughs> Canoe River Campground during the summer when I couldn't be even watching TV. Okay, your history is not everyone's history. But... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it is now. This Polar Express is no. getting off the... It's derailing. <laughs> derailing in the clouds. All right. Um, Didn't it fly or something? Sure. <laughs> I never saw it. <laughs> What's well, a book, too? Yeah. Never saw that book either. <laughs> yeah, no. Never saw the book. <laughs> <laughs> Not even the cover. <laughs> nope. Bloody FM presents Hometown Ghost Stories, a paranormal podcast that investigates a new town every week, bringing you all the hauntings from haunted houses to castles, bridges to asylums, wandering spirits to demons. Over 100 episodes covering different towns all over the world. Tune in to Hometown Ghost Stories live on YouTube every Tuesday night at 9 p.m. Eastern or on any podcast platform and find out if your hometown is haunted. Yeah, you didn't know how to read till you were what? I I still can't. (laughs) Still working on it. Work in progress. So you think George Michael was his real name? Uh, I'm going to guess it's not. It is. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. Told you. No, it's not. Ah, <laughs> oh, okay. son of a bitch. I, I, I imagine like some long Greek name or something. How did, That's... did you know that? No, I, I think I knew it was Greek. But oh, okay, yeah. I imagine it's some unpronounceable yeah. name that's like... Yorgo Papafatopoulos. Like 25 different characters, <laughs> not all like uh, English language alphabet. Yeah, like, wingdings. Uh, yeah. yeah, right. <laughs> okay, I'm going to attempt to say it. Georgios Kirakos Panyayotu. Jesus Christ. And Georgios was born in North London in 1963. Oh, I'm from North London, mate. I'm Greek as fuck, mate. (laughs) (laughs) I got the longest name in fucking all of London, mate. I'm Georgios Kirakos Panyayotu. 
<laughs> it's he, a hate crime to try to pronounce my name, mate. <laughs> even he couldn't pronounce it. Yeah. The parents couldn't even pronounce it. Yeah. <laughs> they, they just blindly they closed their eyes and started yeah. writing letters. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was a bet. He told the BBC that he first gained interest in music when he suffered an injury to his head at the age of eight. That'll get you to music, I guess. Yeah. Me boy, they ain't working so well. It's kind of like the <laughs> apple falling on Newton's head. Yeah. I got a bump of me noggin, mate. Now I like to play the guitar, mate. <laughs> yeah, one minute he's like, man, music sucks. Yeah. And then he hits his head and he's like, <laughs> music <Yeah>. is great. <laughs> I feel like he didn't just hit himself with the head. Someone in North London you yeah. know, hit him right in the fucking noggin. The North London, what was the one for Juan Catalan? What? The gangs. Oh, the Violent Boys? Yeah, the North London Violent, violent Boys. Yeah, <laughs> the North Violent Boys, yeah. They had a chapter in uh, North London. The Violent Boys of uh, the Valley here. <laughs> you got a fucking crack in your noggin, isn't it? <laughs> hey, mate, our, our gang started in the San Fernando Valley, mate. <laughs> <laughs> and what a lucky crack to get, because it led yeah. to a career in music. Yeah, yeah. and gay sex and bathrooms. Well, he's like, uh, <laughs> that was one of the perks. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's like Newton. Like, Newton uh, had an apple fall yeah. on his head and he, like, knew how to do math and shit. Yeah. I guess in England, you just fucking hit yourself in the head <laughs> you're and you're good. a genius. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and right before his fame actually hit, that's when Mr. Giorgios Kirakakos Panya Otu changed his name <laughs> legally to George Michael. Legally. Yes. Not illegally. Make it was all shit fucking legal, mate. <laughs> it was all legit. I fucking can't pronounce me own name. I'm telling the bobbies, mate. That's my name, mate. <laughs> I'm a be a beef eater. <laughs> what and, the fuck? He's just saying weird. He's scatting. <laughs> he's saying weird what's stuff. What's the gin company? But yeah, it, no, yeah, yeah. And, and the I, name of a guard of like the royal palace, right? Yeah. But also a gay uh, analogy. London Fog, I'm gonna, I'm gonna eat me a lot of beef. <laughs> exactly. I'm real hungry. Um, For cork. <laughs> In a West LA bathroom. <laughs> bathroom. His best friend growing up was Andrew Ridgely. Ridgely? The best of friends. Similar sense of humor. Always hanging out together. Yeah. They decided they both want to pursue being pop stars. That's a pretty common aspiration, isn't it? Yeah. Start a boy band. <laughs> like, wham, let's start a band. Hey. Oh. It was conceived apparently as a short-term project mm. in the sense that wham represents youthful exuberation and yeah. that kind of energy that teenagers and early 20-somethings have. So their plan was to start this band, get wildly popular, and then spin off into their own projects, maybe, or something Something, something like that. Bigger, it's a better. launching pad. Launching pad, yeah. yes. And we all know who had more ambition of the two. Yeah. Clearly, Andrew Ridgely. Ridgely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and Wham! just, wow, that hit the right note at the time. Well, Ridgely was like the Garfunkel, so he's like, he's smart. He's yeah. like, I'm going to fucking attach myself to this superstar right. with this crazy long-ass name that, that's now changed to George Michael, but like, <laughs> I'm just going to kind of ride his coattails and like become famous yeah. singer. Except, you know, unlike some other duos, they had a history together. They were truly friends. Yeah. They ended up selling 30 million albums worldwide wow. as this duo Wham. Wham. 
among their songs, uh, Wake Me Up Before You Go Go. That's a big one. Which Before hit number go, one go. in the UK. Yeah. And big how does video. That not spent four weeks at the top spot. That's well, a big I, one. That's probably Top of the Pops. It was probably in Britain. Pops, it was man. different from the US here. Hmm. There's more competition here, I'm saying. This is like Michael Jackson. You got like a lot of like other. Right, right, Let right, me right. clear Pop this up. Might. It's actually the fourth biggest hit in George Michael's career, and it did spend three weeks at number one Fuck in 1984 nice. atop the Billboard charts. There you go. And Everything She Wants from Wham also hit number one. Mm. So They got know. it going on. Yeah. And Careless Whisper is a Wham song, too. A lot of people think it's George Michael solo, uh, but it's actually Wham. And oddly enough, credited as Wham featuring George Michael, even though he's part of Wham. That's hilarious. Yeah. Is that so for, he's double dipping? Is that for yeah. a writing thing? Oh, yeah. Maybe because he wrote the song? <laughs> I can't figure it out. That's weird. Yeah, it is weird. He's the main and featured act. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Pay me twice, mate. I'm opening for us tonight, mate. <laughs> right. <laughs> and like, I'm also singing with us. <laughs> yeah. And I'm headlining after we go on. It's like Jack Russell opening for Jack Russell's Great White. Yeah. Yeah. I like to keep things, you know, in the <laughs> yeah. podcast. Yeah. Bring them back in. Bring them back in. In the, the world. shared death and entertainment universe. <laughs> yes. <laughs> George Michael clearly had very high ambitions and he's really the songwriting talent of the duo yeah and ridgely is a you know ridgely is a genius he's, he's a good companion that's yeah. what you gotta do you gotta be the guy behind the guy yeah, yeah. <laughs> but what's he gonna do it's like i'm not gonna get in george michael's way yeah he doesn't have that same ambition or he's not as talented maybe both jerry seinfeld once said the comedians that make it a lot of them are the ones that want it the most yeah. They want to be famous the most. Yeah. And Ridgely just didn't have that in him like George Michael did. I get that. So they split at the height of their success in 1986. Wham. Wham. They're done. Wham, bam. <laughs> Thank you, man. <laughs> or man, depending on which yeah. side of the duo you're on. Yeah. Is yeah. Ridgely talking? Yeah. Ridgely is straight. Uh, married to a woman. Oh. There were gay rumors about him and George Michael. I don't know how there couldn't be if you yeah, watch those old say. videos <laughs> where they're wearing... Uh, well, they're wearing a, like... A, they're like, like not wife beaters, but they're wearing like tank tops and stuff. Right, like Yeah, they got like cutoffs. They're showing their midriff. <laughs> short shorts. Yes. Crop tops. They're wearing like Benetton. <laughs> yeah, like 80s workout gear. Yeah, yeah. they dress like, you know, um, like Debbie Gibson dressed. Or, right. <laughs> like 80s singers yeah. like that. With perfectly done hair. Right. Nothing like, wrong with that. Very no. highly manicured men. Just good-looking dudes. Mm. Urgh, more power. <laughs> they toured China in 1985, and it was the first Western musical mm. act to visit China like that, and it generated a bunch of media attention. Mm. I saw an interview with Andrew Ridgely. There's still women that like come up to meet him and say, like, oh, I've been waiting 35 years to Since do this. China. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I saw you in Shanghai. <laughs> but that's it. Wham was big when they were coming of age, and they'll yeah. never forget that. Even Andrew Ridgely has that cachet. Yeah. yeah. Wham got them so riled up that China, as a nation, stormed Tibet and took it over. <laughs> oh, my God. That, that's what, how that happened? Yeah. George oh, Michael. God. The Dalai Lama's like, 
He didn't want Wham to play in China because he knew was, he saw the what was going to happen. Yeah, is China China because of Wham or was Wham Wham because of China? Wow, that is deep shit. It's wow. like a chicken or the egg kind right. of yeah. thing. <laughs> the age old question: Was <laughs> it the Wham or the China? <laughs> and. Andrew Ridgely wrote a book in 2019 called Wham, George, and Me hmm. about his experience so in the band. after George died, he's like, okay, I can say some wild shit in a book now. Yeah. It was pretty respectful, though. There's not really any big revelation. Hmm. I guess uh, George Michael was gay. Wait, no, wait, no. wait, wait, what? <laughs> Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> Turn off the podcast. Turn off. We guys got to talk. <laughs> and he says they remained friends until the very end and that he would have loved to see George more in his later years, but wow. George was pretty reclusive. Yeah. yeah. He had his own life. Oh, well, he was in LA a lot, so. Yeah. And he attributes George's battles with drugs and depression to his career. They were somehow consequences of his success. His immense success. Yeah. Well, we see this a lot with a lot of these celebrities. Like, it's a double-edged sword because they feel like they're drawn to it. They really want this big fame thing. But it's like, there's not much there once you go to it. All I need oh, is yeah. to get over this next hump and be this next level of famous. And then I'll be happy. And then I'll be happy. And then I'll be happy. And it never comes to fruition. Yeah. George Michael is the living proof of that. Well, yeah. not living anymore, but he was. <laughs> The and dead proof of that. Let's oh my hear God. Um, a clip it's of It's Christmas. <laughs> Kyle, come on. From MTV 96. Yeah. Just him talking about that drive. I genuinely believe that there's something very odd about people in my position. But the central belief that my musical journey would be of my own making has been the thing that's informed almost every decision I've ever made in terms of my career. I have a musical ability which was uh, powered as a young, as a teenager, it was powered by this desperate ambition to be famous and to be loved. And he looks like an anime character. He just gave it away um, right there. He wanted to be famous. And all yeah. I wanted at that time was success. Yeah. Or fame. Yeah. yeah. It's all he can see. Meanwhile, Andrew Ridgely doesn't have the talent nor the drive, the drive to yeah. be that. Guy. Well, they they think once they make it, like some magic show business person comes with a sacks of money and the sacks of like just happiness. Yeah, <laughs> and it never is real. No. Yeah, you got to like kind of come to terms with why you're doing what you're doing. Even if you know it's like you want to be famous, you almost have to know that you know once you get to there. Nothing's really going to change other than you're going to have more access to all the bad things that come with yeah. the fame. Because you're going to have people up your ass being like, you know, we'll get you this drug. We can get you hooked up with these people. You get in for free here. You drink for free all the time. And it's just like, it's a mess. Yeah. You can't keep up with and, that. And you think he's like, oh, I'll just, you know, I'll play this game a little bit. And then you're like, eight years later, you're like, oh, I got to. Yeah. You got to keep doing it in order to survive. It's really just an yeah. unbelievable life. Like every city you go to, everyone knows who you are and everyone wants to party with you. Yeah. Because that's their night out and that's going to be a story for the rest of their life. Apply that to George Michael and you have a guy in the closet at the height of his fame. Yeah. That much media scrutiny and attention from around the world. Yeah. All the way to China. Imagine how many women he probably begrudgingly had sex with just to like keep up with images of him. Because if he's well, in the closet, he's probably been, is thinking like, oh, I probably How in the closet is he, though? I don't know. I feel like he it was. was it was very... a known secret. Like everyone. Well, was like, yeah. yeah. There, 
of course, there was speculation. There was speculation during the Wham period. Yeah. What are these two up to? You know? Yeah. Then in the transition to the faith period, yeah. he was being directly asked that. And he was being coy with the responses. Okay. So he wasn't saying yes or no. So, yeah, there was always speculation. There was, it was no shock. Yeah. Sometimes people just can't or won't believe it if they don't want it to be yeah, true. Yeah, of course not. Yeah. Like if they want him to be pining for women or female fans just yeah. wanting to look the other way because that's their image of him. Well, they want to believe like they could get this guy. And yeah, he, I could he turn would this be, guy. He would be interested <laughs> in these these females that went to his shows and stuff. Yeah. Because he was like a sex symbol, but like Elton John yeah. is like a known out gay singer, but like... The, he's not a sex symbol. Like women aren't really like. Yeah, weren't pining for him when he was in the closet. True, if that makes sense. Yeah, that's True. why it's a different pressure. Totally different. And like, fl- at least flirt with these women. Yeah, and his image uh, right here, you can see like it's leather jacket, tattered jeans. Yeah, shades. Every girl had that on their walls. Right. Yeah. Slick. <laughs> back yeah, my hair. sister had that. Yeah. <laughs> that's a lot of pressure to live up to. Mm-hmm. And it was success after success for him. So it just keeps building. What year was Faith? 87. Oh, okay. okay. Even before that, he was in, uh, I think it was 1984 when Band-Aid came together. Yeah. And it was everybody doing that Christmas song, which is like one of the most brutally, Where Bob almost racist like, songs. I was saving that for the end. But, <laughs> oh, okay. But we'll, we'll return to that. Yeah. Because I'm also going to return to, didn't he do another Christmas song? Yeah. Okay, good. <laughs> so um, one of his other huge hits was a song called I Want Your Sex. Oh, mm-hmm. I remember that one. Yeah, that was bad. And, yeah, and dun, 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 dun. Yeah. yeah, I want your sex. And girls are dancing to that. And he's like, "Not you, honey. <laughs> <laughs> well, I yeah. want his sex." <laughs> but do you blame him though? Why uh, ruin the fantasy? And he did have at least one relationship with a woman. It was even known if you ever went to NBC to Rockefeller Center and like did the NBC tour of like all the TV shows and stuff. Uh When they took you to Conan O'Brien's studio, one of the things that they told you was that it was very heavily debated whether or not Conan O'Brien should be allowed to say on air that he was married because they thought he had like a certain proclivity with women and that they would lose a lot of viewership. Yeah. So if they're saying that about Conan O'Brien... People are definitely in his ear, if you're George Michael, a very good-looking guy, being like, hey, don't say what you are. Wait, what? Was that really that thing that they they weren't sure? Why, is Conan like some big sex symbol? That's what they were saying. They were like, the women love him, but but don't say that you're married because we might lose viewers. tall, big-headed Irishman. Red-headed Irish sweaty fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So if you're George Michael, a really good-looking guy, they're definitely having people in your ear being like, hey, don't be you. Yeah. yeah. Well, exactly. he. Well, that's the era of like big music companies. You yeah. know, mm-hmm. now they're kind of like disparate. They're scattered all over the place. But like they had actual power over artists to tell them like how their image is coming across. Yeah. Yeah. And he did say on the record that he used to sleep with a lot of women back in the Wham days. Right. But that he never wanted to commit because he claims he was attracted to them, but that he knew emotionally that he was a gay man. Wow. Emotionally, wouldn't that be uh, physically? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, what is that? He's taking all the least fun parts of sex. Then. Yeah, no shit. Maybe he's attracted <laughs> to the emotional part. Well, maybe he just couldn't hang out with a chick all day or something. But I feel like 
gay guys, I don't I'm, I sound like an asshole now, but like, <laughs> <laughs> but like would like, you know, the company of female, I don't know. Yeah, they can get along with them. No, you know what this is? It was harder to define back then, but he's basically just hinting at what he actually is. Pansexual, but with a preference for men. You know what I mean? Like he, he's spending his whole career in life trying to define himself, trying to explain, yeah. oh, I was bisexual here, but then I realized I was more gay, and yeah. then I was yeah. attracted to the women, but then He's also I realized- probably got some crazy Greek dad who's like, what's going on with this? <laughs> <laughs> he was very close with his mom. Okay. I oh, know wow. that. Well, the Greeks invented anal sex. I don't know if you guys know that. Oh, God. Here we go. <laughs> That's true. That's actually true. See? Like Socrates. Yeah, Socrates the- had all these little Greek boys at his ready. Oh, God. So I hear Socrates. Wait, what, I, I was are you g- going with that wordplay there? Ball Socrates. Oh, Ball Socrates. <laughs> That's the uh, name of the episode. Cock and the Socrates. <laughs> Ball Socrates. <laughs> Cock and the Socrates. Cock and the Sock. So, yeah, his mom. Mama Yorgos. Mama Yorgos. Okay, he said he believed the formation. Oh, okay. Wow. He said that he believed the formation of his sexuality was a nurture thing. Yeah, boy. Because his dad wasn't around, I guess, a lot. He was busy working. Mm. And so then he was very close with his mom. Oh, yeah. okay. All right. Uh, after Faith, he goes on to do the album Listen Without Prejudice. And that includes the single Freedom 90. Great song. Yeah. Dun, 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 dun. So that's an iconic video with Cindy Crawford, Naomi Campbell, Christy Turlington. The supermodels. And Linda Evangelista. All the big names. The original supermodels. Yeah. This was much like the Blurred Lines style of video way before Blurred Lines. Right. He invented a certain aesthetic on MTV in those days. His videos were huge. Yeah. Yeah. Faith was as well. He helped build out that entire model of MTV before they destroyed it. And Robin Thicke even stole his haircut. Oh, really? Blurred Lines. Yeah. That's the George Michael look. Mm-hmm. The sunglasses and the hair done that way and the five o'clock shadow. And well, they that stole stuff. that song, too. Didn't they get sued to death for that? Uh, oh, by Marvin song? Yeah, yeah. In like five other uh, people that created music around the 70s. Yeah, word on the street is that's a litigious estate. Yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah. They, they'll throw a uh, lawsuit to anyone. Oh, but you. they won. Like Barney the Dinosaur, they're, lo- they're yeah. suing him. <laughs> yeah, and so meteoric rise and he's playing stadiums he's traveling all over the world he's making millions of dollars but secretly it's starting to wear on him yeah hiding his sexuality he met this guy named anselmo Filippa. <laughs> just two weird name guys just meeting each other yeah he was a brazilian dress designer and they met at a rock and rio concert in 1991 and they form a relationship mm-hmm George Michael finally feels right. Sure. Like he's comfortable. His first like healthy relationship with like another male and he feels good about it. Exactly. But then about six months later, Anselmo starts to show signs of AIDS. Oh, shit. Oh, God. I thought you were going to say age. No, he's got. <laughs> that would be worse for you. Getting older, mate. mate. I got to cut out. You got he a few like, grays, mate. Not liking <laughs> it. You know, like skin rashes. Oh, man. Like lesions. And lesions. Jesus. Yeah. Jesus. And, you know, loss of energy and just. Yeah, just his life like, force. His life yeah. Force. yeah, life force yeah. fading away. Damn. Yeah. It's like, uh, like uh, the early stages of Philadelphia with. Uh, yeah. Yeah. 
and then later became the late stages of Philadelphia because Jeez. he died in Man. 1993. It's so crazy that during our lifetime, such a vicious disease is now you're able to be like living with it fine. Yeah, Magic Johnson. But it was such a scary thing when we were growing up. Yeah. Like, Don't get AIDS! <laughs> was that what your parents told you before yeah. you went out every day? Yes. It was a death <laughs> sentence. Get out of the house and don't get AIDS. <laughs> yeah, in those days, it was a death sentence. Yeah. Well, I remember in like, around that time, 1993, maybe a year before, but Magic Johnson came out and publicly said he had AIDS. And yeah. everyone's like, well, my God, he's going to be dead in a year. Yeah. He's still around. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And he has no um, detectable traces of AIDS in his system. Yeah, you figure that out. I can't because of the meds. Re- yeah, yeah. You just hit, well, it as also long helps. as you're on them, you, then it's undetectable in the blood. Yeah, it helps to be super rich and have tons of resources. Absolutely, yeah. especially yeah. how early he was starting to take all the medication yeah. and stuff. Yeah, but nowadays people can much more easily be undetectable, like Magic Johnson. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, as you would assume. You know, yeah. meds are improving. And to his credit, the only person um, when Magic Johnson played the All Star game that year. Um, everyone was pissed. They they were gonna say like they didn't want to play the game. Dennis Rodman was the only one that went up up to him uh, after the game and gave him a hug. Oh wow! And everybody else ran away from him. Class act. Wow. Yeah. People say he was the wild child of the yeah. NBA or whatever. But, yeah. You know, people say that he's friends with our enemy North Korea and stuff. But you know, <laughs> he's a he's a good guy to the uh, the AIDS community. Yeah. Carl Malone, not so much. No. Carl oh, Malone's a, a piece of guy? shit to his own kids. Yeah. Really? He sucks, dude. Yeah, All right, let's we'll yeah, get back we'll to get George Michael. <laughs> so yeah, in 1993, Anselmo dies. But before that, while he's dying in 1991, Freddie Mercury dies. Yeah, George Michael gets the news, and then he's invited to play the Freddie Mercury tribute concert oh, months wow. later. He stole the show. Really? Yeah, he played somebody to love, and. During the entire performance, he can't stop thinking about his partner. Who's who's sick and dying. And he's worried that he maybe contracted it or could but contract it. But I'm sure he's been oh tested. And maybe he's like, maybe the tests aren't 100% Yeah, accurate. so it's yeah. very heavy. And this is all going on in his head and fueling him during this performance. Yeah. Wow. At the Queen Tribute. Oh, my God. At Wembley Stadium. At Wembley Stadium. Which is 100,000 people, I believe. Yes, correct. You are. Packed out. Be careful, all right? Thank you very much. This song is one of my favorites. It's called Somebody to Love. Oh my God, he sounds amazing. Yeah. Great voice. So, yeah, if you're going to do a tribute to Freddie Mercury, get George Michael in there. Yeah, Yeah. dude. Oh, my God. Yeah. So publicly continues to be a huge success. And privately now that he was finally happy in a relationship, the gods take it away from him. Yeah. So in this clip, George Michael is recalling when he first heard about his partner's diagnosis and all the implications it has on his life. To this day, I remember... 
looking at the sky and saying, don't you dare do this to me. I mean, I was 20, 27, going on 28. But at that point in time, you think like that's a lifetime to have waited to be loved. And Selma had the test in Brazil. I went home to, to my family for Christmas and sat at the Christmas table, not knowing whether my partner, who might, the people sitting around the table did not know about, not knowing whether this man I was in love with was, was terminally ill, and therefore not knowing whether I potentially was terminally ill. That Christmas was probably the darkest, darkest, most frightening uh, time in my life. Wow. Heavy. That's going to be such a scary fucking thought. Yeah. To see someone you actually love going through that and being like, is this going to be me? Like, it's a double, double whammy. So, yeah, he's got a lot going on internally. Yeah. Weird time of his life. And then throughout the 90s, you know, continues to have success. But he got into a big lawsuit with Sony, much like Prince did. Uh -oh. The case lasted till 1994. And the judge ruled that his Sony deal was actually reasonable and fair. Wow. And so it cost Michael millions of dollars. So he was basically saying, you know, they, they took advantage of me. They, um, they made me sign this kind of contract that kind of put me into slavery, as Prince said before. He was yeah. a slave. I think that was professional slavery. Pro yeah. Professional slavery. And they deemed it as a legitimate deal in between him and Sony. Yeah. And then the other big thing that happens after this lawsuit is his mom dies in 1997 from ah, cancer. His good friend. Jeez. So he uh, shielded his sexuality from her. Until she died? Yeah, he told her after she died. <laughs> <laughs> he said it to the grave. <laughs> yeah, he said he stayed in the closet to keep his poor mom from worrying about HIV. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, so he didn't come out until she died. So no officially. Wow. No. So that interview we were just talking about, that was after his mom already passed. Yeah, yeah. but reflecting on that time in 91. Gotcha. Yeah. I bet she knew. Oh, I'm sure. Of you course. Know. Yeah. Maybe it didn't need to be said. Had an inkling. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but still, it's like he can't introduce his boyfriend to her then. I'm but, sure yeah. he did on some like level like, this is me manager. Yeah, something like that. And me know. manager's gonna be sleeping in me room. <laughs> and the sound you hear, don't ask questions. Yeah. We were trying to fix the bed last night, Mom. <laughs> um, I've had two friends tell me that they were gay, and I was like, yeah, of course. And I had one uncle that it was a complete shock. Because I wasn't around him every day. It was just like kind of like, oh, it's my uncle. Yeah, he like drove a Harley. He was married, and then... One day he's like, "Oh, I'm gonna go on a cross country bike trip with my buddy," and everyone was like, "All right, bye," and uh, they biked off together and then became a couple. Wow. But I'm sure they were a couple before then, you know. Sure, yeah, yeah. they just kind of you uh, know the magic of the open road. Yeah, 
they left with two bikes with no bike seats. Um, so oh, <laughs> my God. <laughs> That's Kyle. what gave it away. Yeah, this is Kyle at the, <laughs> the Weymouth Chuckle Hut or something. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's dying. At this the, is the material that, yeah. that Kyle performs in Alabama. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those guys in the overalls are like, I love this guy. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. That's this, the only thing that gave it away. It Kyle was pulls night- out the homophobic puppy. <laughs> <laughs> so my uncle didn't have the box seats. <laughs> it's just a pole sticking up in the air. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, so. Woo. <laughs> I think we're getting a little loopy here. About a year after his mom passes, George Michael starts to go a little wild. Yeah. Multiple nights on the town, I'm sure. He begins dating this guy named Kenny Goss. They were together for many years. Although a happy relationship, it was also an open relationship. So George Michael, you know, he he was always up for a little fun. Yeah. And on April 7th, 1998, he went to the public bathroom of Will Rogers Memorial Park in Beverly Hills and encountered a good-looking Latino guy. And so this good-looking fellow turns out to be a cop. They played a game of, you know, show me yours and then I'll show you mine. Yeah. And then he was arrested for engaging in a lewd act. For doing some show and tell. That's entrapment. Yeah. And I have a clip of George Michael explaining himself. Captain Zeta-Jones, entrapment. The game is, from his point of view, well... I'm going to play with myself, and then you're going to play with yourself, and then I'm going to take you down the police station. In his subsequent report, an undercover officer claimed to see Michael, quote, masturbate and expose his buttocks without any provocation, a charge George flatly denies. I did not instigate what happened. Basically, the man was staring at me and playing with himself, as far as I'm concerned. Unless he can do something extremely clever with his thumb... He was playing with himself, <laughs> and therefore, <laughs> it's entrapment, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Mr. Michaels was arrested like for said. a violation of 647A of the penal code, engaging penal code in a lewd act. His first call was the boyfriend, Kenny Goss. I got a message. The darling uh, called this number. So I called the number, and they go, Beverly Hills Police Station. I said, darling, I'm in big trouble. Oh, <laughs> Use your imagination. He said, DUI? And I said, if only. (laughs) I wish, mate. Yeah. (laughs) If only. Interesting he said that because he got DUIs later on. Oh, really? So, yeah, he ended up pleading no contest. and Oh, was... that's bullshit. He should have had a lawyer fight that I no know. contest. And he was fined $810 but it was... and ordered to perform 80 hours of community service. But it was a different time, even though it was 1998. Still, at that time, they're like, it's better to plead it out than go through a long, embarrassing yeah. court case. I mean, it's already in the news. He's like, 800 bucks, 80 hours. We can put that. We can find somebody who will sign that off. Yeah. But I did 80 hours. Yeah, you know? that's easily. It's. West Hollywood too. We're we're talking about West Hollywood. Yeah, like that's what insane. the it, they should be a little more. That's lenient. where this shit happens, guys. Yeah. No, but also and it, who it's cares? Obviously, yeah. entrapment. Yeah, it's of like course. and the guy was I I believe George Michael's part of this. The guy I was playing with himself yeah. and whatever with the buttocks yeah. and stuff. Yeah, it, it seems legitimate that clearly this was a cop that wanted 
He knew it was George Michael. Yeah. He's like, this is a big, this is going to be big for my fucking career. Yeah. So I'm going to fucking bust this guy. And so, in more ways than one. Oh, the officer. The officer is named Marcelo Rodriguez. Uh, He ended up suing George Michael for slander. What? Because Michael was going around to the press saying that he entrapped him and he's the one that started it. Don't tell me he won. No, he lost. Good. Good. So. There's some happy endings. Yeah. <laughs> More than one. <laughs> He's setting Hello. you. Alejandro's setting us up for this. Yep. It's like the 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 layout, like, like a volleyball game or something. Yeah. Or softball. Knock it out of the pack. Softball. George Michael later parodied this incident. And in the, the music video. The I music video yeah. for the song. Preacher, Preacher. Outside. The uh, song is called Outside. And in the video, he is in a cop's costume. It's very cheeky. Cheeky. Yeah. The bathroom's not like, even as buttocks. Yeah. The urinals turn into like, you know, like mirror balls and it starts like turn it turns into like a big club scene or something. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 The restroom is turned into Studio yeah. 54. Disc, Pretty much. Yeah. And he's the cop. Yeah. yeah. And, and there's other cops with sticks and they're all like, you know, dancing yeah. in unison. Like the village people feel. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> Good fun. Yes, so he had a sense of humor as yeah. well. So we got through this episode. It yeah. wasn't really the worst thing. Not like everyone was like, he's ruined, he's done. Oh, know? no. All his stuff, it's not the worst thing. It was big news because maybe because the Clinton stuff was going on too. So yeah. this got like looped oh, yeah. into all the weird sex stuff. And the Christian people were like, these uh, homosexuals in the Clinton administration and everyone's <laughs> trying to ruin this country. You know, it's like stuff like that. Yeah, and so then he finally comes out publicly. After yes. the incident in the bathroom? Yes. Yeah. Wow. The writing was on the wall. Yeah. On the bathroom wall. Yeah, and so the music still good. He's still very respected <laughs> as a well, like, musician. Yeah. But his troubles did not end. Uh-oh. They just escalated. Oh, boy. Escalante. He, he battled depression despite being a megastar. Yeah. Despite having a sense of humor about things. All too common. He was arrested for possession of Class C drugs in February 2006. Wow. And then later that year... Is that Coke? Class C... I think is like marijuana. Yeah, that's low level. Like A is the higher shit. A is like like heroin, cocaine, meth. So yeah, that's nothing. Or even it was GBH or something. Later that year, in October 2006... He was found slumped over the wheel of his car in London. Oh, great. He was cautioned by the cops that found him. Seven, we not might. It was the third time he was found like this in eight months. Oh, jeez. So the AP said, at about 3.22 a.m. on Sunday morning, officers were informed of a stationary vehicle with a driver inside causing an obstruction. And apparently Michael had taken a high dose of the sleeping pills Zolpidem and a therapeutic dose of the antidepressant Effexor. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I know that one. And then mm-hmm. the drug GHB. Yeah. Toa. I said GBH. Is like, it's WGBH. So that, PBS. That's a lot going on inside his body. Yeah. yeah. And... The Class C substances are uh, usually prescription pills such as clonazepam, Valium, Vicodin, but they also include mescaline, mushrooms, and marijuana and phenobarbital. It's a wide range of things, but it's either prescription pills, mushrooms, or weed. 
Yeah. <laughs> he did smoke a lot of weed. Yeah. And he actually said he was addicted to weed, which weed smokers always say, hey, you can't get addicted. You can't yeah. get addicted, man. It comes from the earth, man. It's natural. It's not bad for you. You are here for marijuana. Was that from uh, the, the weed movie, Dave Chappelle? Uh, half baked. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm addicted to weed. You wouldn't hear from marijuana. That's <laughs> some you, bullshit. Would you suck dick for weed? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <That was it. laughs> yeah, Bob Saget's. I suck dick for coke. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> In 2007, George Michael pleaded guilty to impaired driving and was banned from driving for two years. Jeez. They're serious about that in Europe. Like, yeah. you can't get fucked up and get behind the wheel. Like Matthew Broderick possibly was. Yeah, the in, Broderick's up. In 1987. Episode 5. And then in September 2008, he was arrested again for drug possession. Jeez. They're on to this guy. Yeah, and then on July 4th, 2010, a CCTV camera caught him crashing his car into a store called Snappy Snaps. A photography <laughs> store. Snappy snap. And I need a much snappy snaps, mate. He was later charged with possession of cannabis and a DUI. Mm. And he spent four weeks in prison. Jesus. Yeah. That's as long as his longest number one single. Oh. <laughs> He's on camera just crashing his car into the store. But they'll yeah. only give you so many shots yeah, this in, is, in in England. And have have you lost count? Because I have. Yeah. What he's going through in the late 2000s. Yeah. He's just constantly getting in trouble. I don't remember him getting into this much trouble in the Oh, 2000s. yeah. I remember the thing about him falling asleep on top of his wheel and being found in the middle of the night, just <laughs> lying there. Mate, you passed out, mate. That made a ton of news. Because there's this awful picture of him that they took when they woke him up where he looks like, <laughs> hey, what are you doing? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and you know that Snappy Snaps? Mm -hmm. A fan graffitied the word wham inside the dent of the store oh my god that's, that's funny pretty clever stuff oh yeah clever mate yeah and so naturally his health is not great mr george michael yeah well he's day and night it seems like he's getting pretty fucked up and then once night rolls around he's like why don't i get behind the wheels right now? <laughs> oh my god yeah he should never license yeah. yeah really this goes back to the like when we were talking about the NFL players. Yeah. Why doesn't this guy have a driver? I know. He's rich as shit. Yeah. Well, the one thing with the NFL is that they do have a specific program. I'm sure maybe the music labels might have something similar so that they're not getting themselves into deep shit. But again, like Uber and stuff wasn't a thing. You have to find a taxi. You get a call. Oh, here's it's that like, argument again. No, it's not well, an argument. Be it's, like the Dudley Moore character. Just have advocate. some driver. Yeah, Hobson. You get your own Hobson. True. Yeah. Yeah. There's I, no I excuse you. when you have over a hundred million dollars. Especially London. Yeah. No one drives it. It's like Manhattan. <laughs> really? The one saving grace in all this and why nothing really got fucked up too much. Uh, when he was driving through stores and stuff is that in the UK, they aren't allowed to drive cars like they do here. Like they're all tiny, tiny little like tuna can. Oh, cars. yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. tiny cars. Um, so they can't really do that much damage. Yeah, well, he dented the store. I mean, Broderick did. But uh, aside from. Well, th those he was driving tanks. Broderick was. Yeah. I guess Ireland may be a little bit different at that time. I don't know. Yeah. In October of 2011, George Michael canceled a performance at the Royal Albert Hall in London. Big venue. Due to a viral infection. Oh, Doesn't boy. Doesn't sound good. And later it was revealed as pneumonia. And he ended up 
going to the hospital from November 21st to December 21st. He was there an entire month. And at one point, he was in a coma and in the intensive care unit. So he had pneumonia. He was had like walking pneumonia. Yeah. But he was all drugged up. Like Brittany Murphy. Yeah. 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 Right. After he awoke from the coma, apparently he had a West Country accent. And so people were scared that he had developed this thing called foreign accent syndrome. Wait, what? That's a real thing. Yeah. Do you have a clip of that? Because I'll find one right now. Okay, find it. Is is this what Madonna had? Remember she thought she was British after a while? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, in like the late 90s, she was talking with a British accent. People were like, why is Madonna British? Eladia Baldwin as well. Eladia. That's all opportunist bullshit. Foreign accent syndrome is usually after a traumatic brain injury. There is some really weird, wacky, and wild stuff when it comes to foreign accents. Wild schlock. <laughs> yeah. um, this Texas mom had a foreign accent. Of course, I got no one my voice. Don't let the queen's tongue fool you. Well, they are. She's from Texas. Um, have my mom got that accent? Lisa Alamia. Oh, I'm not from England. Sorry. Is one hundred. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> this is bullshit, man. Hey, where are you from? Where are you from? from Rosenberg. Oh, where's where that? I'm like, we're here in Rosenberg. Oh, you're from here. How would you talk like that? So that's when the whole story comes up. <laughs> what the fuck? Okay. That's a Mexican mom from Texas saying wow. might. <laughs> that's like she put this weird shit together herself. It's not real. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So George Michael woke up and was like, hey, what's up? <laughs> Was he like a like a Southern California guy? Yeah, bruh, hang ten, man. <laughs> Where are we getting the queue tonight? Meaning barbecue, man. <laughs> <laughs> then in 2014, he checked into a rehab facility in Switzerland. <laughs> the way you say that, like, why is it that crazy that it's Switzerland? You don't go to a neutral country for that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Doesn't it sound like official? Like, I'm going to rehab in Switzerland. Well, I, it must be nice to be able to afford something like that. Maybe that's where he had one of his Swiss bank accounts. Hey, hey at yeah. least some cocoa that Yoko <laughs> goes loco for. So he's still trying to make it work. <laughs> Career life thing. Or just living and the not whole living. Dying. Yeah, it's just <laughs> and not letting drugs consume well, I you mean, and just die. Yeah. That's quite dramatic to go from you're about to play at Royal Albert Hall to being in a coma. Yeah. You're not paying attention to your body. No. Yeah. But yeah. still trying to do huge things as he had done his entire career. Right. And so I think there was a balance of him being reclusive and then being the public person. And they just clashed a lot, yeah. yeah. especially in the later years. So that brings us to December 25th, Christmas Day. Last Christmas. 2016. In the early morning hours, he died in his bed at home in this village called Goring-on-Thames. It's a small Goring village. Goring-on-Thames. Huh? Going on Thames. Ah, there you go. Yeah. You didn't like my slow pronunciation? Well, I just didn't know if it was like actual, the words dash in there. It's a small village in South Oxfordshire. Yeah. I believe it's named for its proximity to the Thames River and the Goring Bridge. Hey. How do you like them apples? Hey, that I love That fell them. on Newton's head, right? Oh. Boink. And he had foreign accent syndrome. And George <laughs> Michael had been dating this guy named... Fadi Fawaz. 
Fawaza. 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 Nice. For a, a few years. And he's the one who found him dead. There's some drama, though, going on with their last day together. Oh, wow. Uh-oh. They had been fighting, arguing on Christmas Eve. And so Fadi spent the night in his cot. <coughs> I'm sorry. You all right? <coughs> Way to ruin a story. <laughs> So on Christmas Eve, they had been arguing. Yeah. And then Fadi spent the night in his car while George Michael was dying. What the fuck? He slept in the car outside of George Michael's estate. Because it was so rough to like be around George at that time? Like, I guess. Like sleeping in a car is a better option? You're applying logic to a situation where there's no logic. Well, maybe George was just like being kind get of- Get out of here. Yeah, get out. Or, or he was just like like Kyle was doing a second ago, like hat coughing all over the place and just like, <laughs> you know, just like being a mess. Yeah. But yeah. like, but refusing help. Most likely, yes. Yeah. Were they drinking and stuff or- I'm sure they were. It yeah. seems like every- uh, <laughs> It seems like everything George Michael did revolved around getting fucked up or like drunk or something. Little bit. Yeah. Little bit, little, little toot, little boot. <clears throat> Do you need something? Are you okay, Kyle? I really did the wrong tube there. For- okay. <laughs> so, yeah, he died Christmas Day. Jeez. Like the news came in later that day on Christmas for everyone. It's like George Michael died. Yeah. You're supposed to be enjoying your NBA game or yeah, exactly. you know, playing Scrabble with eggnog. If you have a song about Christmas, like your only job in life is to not die on Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> and he, didn't do, he didn't do it. Yeah. It, the, the other not funnier or crazy thing is a uh, month before Donald Trump was elected president of the United States. So yeah. A lot of bad oh, things right. were happening. Yeah. There was when a dark cloud. Have. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what did you say that the actual cause of death was? I didn't, but I'll say it right now. What is it? In 2017, it was announced that. He had died because of an enlarged heart and a fatty liver. His heart was too big. Yeah. His heart was too big. For this, so world. For it's, this world. It's really just years of drug abuse. And the fatty liver, too. He, yeah, yeah. Definitely drinking. Fatty liver is definitely drug and alcohol abuse, but the enlarged heart thing is usually, uh, I mean, it can happen for a number of reasons, but a lot of the times, especially in young people, is steroid use. Mm. Really? Yeah. He was 53, by the way. Yeah. You think he was doing steroids? He could have back in the day when he was ripped, wearing those fucking crop tops wow. and wham videos oh, like, and stuff. It would affect him that many years later? Oh, absolutely. Oh, boy. Yeah, like yeah. Lyle Azedo died of something similar, right? Ken Caminiti was a MLB player who died of an enlarged heart. A lot of wrestlers died of enlarged hearts for doing steroids. It's yeah. like, because your heart's a muscle. Your body can't determine what muscles are going to get bigger, and your heart gets bigger as you do more steroids, and then it can affect you years and years later. Damn. Yeah. Thank you for that insight. That could be very well what happened. Yeah. Kids don't fuck with steroids. Really don't. Just for that reason. It's, it's not, not worth it. it. <laughs> yeah, I did not. it for one summer, and it was awesome. Oh, But shit. other than that. Yeah, you said you were really <laughs> ripped. Yeah. I got ripped, but also every joint in my body hurts so bad because your muscles grow so big so quickly that your yeah. tendons and ligaments they, they can't, can't catch up. Catch up. Yeah. yeah. So you would have been very popular at the Will Rogers Memorial Park You're restaurant. Goddamn right. <laughs> yeah, he would have had his own uh, stall in that bathroom. <laughs> so are you also saying that 
the Grinch may have done steroids yeah. earlier in his life. I mean, his heart grew three sizes too big. Yeah. And he survived. <laughs> Do we know the follow-up? Actually, you're right. The story kind of cuts off. Yeah, it ends after yeah. he feels good because he's jacked on steroids. But yeah, so George Michael died alone in his bed in the wee hours of the morning That's of brutal. Christmas. Jeez. That's so sad. It's really sad. No family by yeah. his side. What happened with the money? He was worth around $200 million. Yeah. Damn. Damn. And he left (laughs) most of the estate to his two sisters and his living father, who wasn't around much when he was a kid, but still still alive. He still still gave him a a cut. Wow. And then some friends. And this Fadi guy, the boyfriend. Fadi. And Kenny Gas, his old flame. Yeah. They both got nothing. What's up? Zero. I mean, what are you going to do? Fadi, though, he was currently with him. Well, yeah, but that doesn't mean that you get inheritance. Yeah, just because no. you're dating someone. No. Yeah, if I'm dating someone and I die, I'm like not going to give yeah, him like fucking oh, Come on. Although this Fadi guy sounds really messed up. Because yeah, he leaves him there and goes and sleeps in a car. <laughs> yeah, but also when George Michael died, there were all these weird Twitter posts. <laughs> he claims he was hacked. Who, Fadi? Yeah. Saying what? Like, I want money or something? Like, where's my money, bitch? Why that? (laughs) The now deleted tweets said, we loved each other very much and we were together almost 24 hours a day. And finally he managed. He tried numbers of time to kill himself at many times. The only thing George wanted is to die. Jesus. Not sure who that nasty close friend of George, but I was in relationship with George Michael till I found him dead in bed. So rambling, incoherent tweets, basically saying he killed himself and that there was this other person involved, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Weird sentence structure, too. Plus, knowing that they were fighting and that he slept in his car the same night. There's yeah, something maybe, he, maybe knows. he slipped him something, or you know. And if you're arguing, you're emotional. You might be more inclined to go a little harder than you would have. Yeah. And then the other guy's like, "Fuck you! I'm gonna sleep in the car." <laughs> right. <laughs> that's, I'm sure that's how he sounded. Yeah. And then in 2019, according to People Magazine, Fadi was arrested for causing extensive damage to the late singer's mansion. Yeah, this guy's trouble. I think he was like a bottom feeder that kind of yeah, came in at literally. The end. Yeah. <laughs> Hello. Uh, oh, like you know, like uh, Britney Spears' guy right now, like that hanger on. Like, yeah. That's gonna turn out to be trouble. Whatever the fuck is going on there. A lot of people are saying that. Yeah. Yeah. Like he, Simon Monjack. Monjack. Yeah. yeah Conjack. Conjack. <laughs> yeah. Con, good old Conjack. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. People just swoop in when they see money, and then they it, they just run it dry, or they kill the person. Yeah, yeah. You can never really trust anyone that's around, like a insanely rich, drugged up, vulnerable person. At the end of their life. Yeah, because Brittany Murphy had a fortune, but really not much. He had already spent it. Yeah, exactly. But George Michael has a significant fortune. Yeah. 200 still. million. Yeah. Woo! 
and I'm sure this uh, fight was up guy was trying to get his hands on it, but he just didn't know how to do it because Monjack had all the accounts. Yeah, exactly. And he, he was had, smart about it. He was oh. like the interference between the business part of it and her and the bank account. He he like yeah. handled all the house affairs. Basically. Yeah, exactly. Meanwhile, Fadi's not even let into the house. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's sleeping <laughs> in the car. He doesn't even have a key. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Whatever he's trying to do, he's not good at it. Yeah, yeah. And he told the UK Mirror. I fell asleep in my car and never saw him that night. And according to a later Instagram post in 2018, that's where he confirmed that they had been fighting and slept in separate beds. Quote, I decided to go and see if he was in. I could see that his right hand was up to his face with his fist clenched, with his fingers curled against his cheek. His face looked normal. I saw that his legs were together, but looked tense under the covers. Huh. So look tense under the covers. So he was dead. He knew he was dead. Yeah, Yeah. he looked dead. In other words, he was dead, and I did nothing about it. He looked normal, even though he's dead. Yeah, you can't be more of a mess than the person you're trying to take advantage of. I think is what you need to realize. Right? Yeah, that's true. (laughs) What do you expect from this guy? Yeah, this guy is a total. He's not a boy scout. Yeah, he might have been. Well, (laughs) that's probably how they met. Yeah, they were cosplaying. They were role playing. So George Michael is buried at Highgate Cemetery in North London, right near his mom's grave. I wish I knew that. I was in Highgate when I was in London. Oh. And performed there. Oh, here we oh, go. He, another <laughs> Kyle performing story. At the Where Boogaloo. hasn't Kyle performed? Yeah, just let us know right now. Get at the Boogaloo in Highgate. It was great. Okay. Yeah. So they do a comedy show at George Michael's grave. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Are you saying you would have loved to visit George Michael's grave? I would have. I was in Paris. I didn't go to see Jim Morrison's grave. Who cares? Yeah. Why would you go see George Michael's grave? No, I'm just playing devil's advocate. All right. Um, (laughs) It's true, though. I mean, it is cool, though, to see. It is actually pretty powerful. It's such a random place. Right. It's like a regular neighborhood. You wouldn't think George Michael would be there. Yeah. And there was an unofficial memorial set up outside his former home in the Grove, Highgate area of London Mm. for months after he died. You know, with the usual assortment of teddy bears and flowers and pictures. All the great tunes. Yeah. He had so many hits. I only went through a few of them. Deep catalog. Yeah. Very deep catalog. And the kind you'd sing along to. I wonder how much of that 200 million was uh, Fred Durst was responsible for. At least one million. At least one. Well, because he probably burned through a shitload of his money early in his career. Yeah. And then by that time, he got this second just fucking payday from uh, Fred Durst. Yeah. For the horrible rendition of Faith. It got people to light New York on fire in 99. Okay. And it (laughs) did inspire more interest in the original, too. Yeah. And it shows what a great songwriting talent he really is, that it could work in that genre. Get the fuck up! Yeah, well, okay. Now I feel stupid saying that. (laughs) All right. One of George Michael's close childhood friends, a guy named, it's another Greek name, Andros Georgiou. Oh, what'd you say about him? Andros Georgiou. (laughs) He told the UK Mirror that George Michael's life was a cycle of tragedy and that he thinks there was a curse. Yeah. Quote, George was cursed. He lost the love of his life, Anselmo, the Brazilian guy that died of AIDS in the early 90s. Then his mum died, M-U-M. That was his thing. He always used to say, what have I done? Anyway, who cares? 
Um, <laughs> no, it's a blessed life. It's a yeah, cursed yeah. life. It's all of the above. I mean, your parents are going to die. The weird thing is that he had to deal with the guy who's in a relationship dying young. And he really took his mom's death badly. He spiraled into a deep depression after that. Yeah. But I don't see the, the point of the curse. Like people, regular people die. Like I see the Kennedy curse where like kids are dying and yeah. stuff. People are dying in planes. They're getting lobotomies and, and shit. Yeah. yeah. Well, his, uh, but it's like people just dying because they're old and yeah. stuff. Like. His sister Melanie was found dead three years to the day of George Michael in Jesus. his former home in London. Wow. So Com- she died on Christmas Day 2019? Yes. Yep. Jesus. What the fuck? Complications from diabetes. 55 years old. Damn. Well, that's dumb. But his, That's preventable. I know. His dad is still alive, and his other sister, Yeoda, is still alive. Yeoda! Yeoda. Yeoda. Yeah. And we have a clip. And I don't think youth culture will produce people like myself and Madonna and Prince. I don't think it's going to do that anymore. Um, I think it's too fragmented now. So I'd like to be remembered as one of those last kind of big stars in the sense that there was a certain glamour to it. But really, it's just the songs, and I hope that people think of me as someone who had some kind of integrity. And I hope I'm remembered for that in a way. Very unlikely. Things all been a waste of time. <laughs> wow. So that's the story of George Michael. All right. Sad story. Now we come to Band Aid. George Michael sang on the original recording of Do They Know It's Christmas. Yep. And he donated all the profits from that, as well as his other Christmas song, Last Christmas, yeah. to charity. Two major Christmas bangers. What was your beef with? What was your beef eater with? <laughs> do they know it's Christmas? Um, it's pretty racist. Why? Um, because they're like, do these savages even know that it's Christmas time over here, and we're having a jolly old time? So the premise of the song is what you have an issue with. And have you seen the album cover for it? No. Remind us. I oh like my god, we'll have to put though. this on the Instagram because it's bad. Well, this is what British people thought doing good was at this time. Yeah. Bob Geldof, whatever his name is. Yeah, Yeah, you're right. Live Aid, he did as well. Yeah. It's like someone made this on Microsoft Paint. They have uh, a giant Rudolph in a wow, field I've with a bunch of other those. Rudolphs and like a big um, mansion in the top left corner with trees and they got the, all the holly and all that stuff. Is and that a robot? 18 polar bears on the right side and on the bottom left, there's like 16 of the same exact Rudolphs. And then in the middle of all that, to the right, is a naked Ethiopian boy. Oh, Jesus <laughs> I thought it was a robot. Um, no, that's a human being. Yeah, this, this is very offensive because you could see that he's very hungry. Yeah. You could see his, kind of the outline of mm. his ribs. Yeah, it's, it's bad. And he's completely naked. You wouldn't it's do that so today. Bad. It's so bad. Yeah. It's so bad. Like, who the fuck photoshopped this together? <laughs> and this is literally the Amazon.com official. It's still there like that? Yes. They wouldn't change yeah, look at that. that. They don't change it. Yeah. You can buy it for $2.88. It, it, and it's the Band-Aid 20 is... Maybe they just figured they don't want to erase history and, you know, this has happened. We're not on board with it 100%. The house doesn't even make sense. It's just floating. Way up high. None of this makes sense. I like Bono's part of it. Well, tonight you... Yeah. (laughs) Whatever it says. 
hit our boy immediately. Yeah, but then you changed. That was our boy, George. Great song. Not boy, no, not George, boy George, but our boy, George Michael. Guy from Duran Duran. Okay. Sting. Man. Whoever that guy is. <laughs> Back to Sting. Sting looks like he's 16 years old. Bono. Bono looks like he's 16. Yeah. yeah. Little guy. That, yeah, Bono, that line annoys it. me, too. Yeah. Thank God it's them instead of you. Well, yeah, it's sung well, so who cares? Let's, <laughs> let it be. There's Boy George. There's Boy George. Yeah, these are like, the goons in the background. Like, yeah, we're doing this. Boy. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, Mike in this. It's offensive on so many levels. Yeah, it's pretty offensive. So I guess the other Christmas song is better <laughs> that George yeah. Michael was involved with. Way better. Uh, 100%. They were both uh, released in December 1984 at the same time. Wow, he's got a double banger going. Yeah, they were vying for that number one spot. Yeah. So yeah, Last Christmas is officially credited to Wham. Uh-huh. George Michael wrote it. And it sold 3.7 million copies. And then there's a million cover versions of it. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone from Taylor Swift to Ariana Grande to Good Charlotte. Hey! (laughs) Horrible band. I loved them. The appeal of this song really is that it's simple. Yeah. Simple backing track. Real focus on George Michael's voice another unique thing and it definitely has achieved you know the status as a beloved Christmas song. It's become a classic, much more than the Band Aid song. That Band Aid song did not age well, nor no. did the cover. But I think people older than us don't give a shit, and they still listen to it and rock out to it hard. Band Aid, yeah. I still got that on my playlist. <laughs> I do. Mark is part of the problem. Yeah. <laughs> but last Christmas is definitely on everyone's playlist. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And hopefully it's not the Cascada version. What's that one? How do you spell that? Uh, C-A-S-C-A-D-A. Oh, God. This looks like shit. <laughs> it's already worse. Sounds like shit. It's not bad so far. You like yeah. it so far? I could deal with it. <laughs> it's trash. <laughs> They're getting the beats right. Who's this? Cascada. I've never even heard of this person. Jesus, he died in 2016. This is oh, like the, the Barbie song. This is nine years before he died. There's 45 million views on Just this. Just killed him. Oh, no. Okay, killed now me. I'm depressed. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's why he was so sad at the end there. Yeah. And then the director, Paul Feig, was a huge fan of George Michael, and he made a movie based on the song. Really? Last Christmas. And it's a movie called Last Christmas with the girl from Game of Thrones. 
Amelia Clark. Daenerys. Emma Thompson. Yeah. And the movie takes it very literally because of the lyric, Last Christmas I gave you my heart. And that's what it's about, a heart transplant. (sighs) Yeah. Uh, You know, you could be a fan without ruining something. I know. (laughs) Yeah, it's not good. I want to watch it. All right, so final thoughts. (sighs) Man. He wrote one of the most popular modern Christmas songs, and then he died on Christmas Day. Yeah. Alone. Well, his boyfriend was in the car. I got no final thoughts. It's, it's, it's too brutal. I'm going to say Merry Christmas <laughs> and Happy New Year. Thank you for listening. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Merry Christmas <laughs> from death <laughs> and entertainment. <laughs> I'm going to sip a little more of my eggnog here. I'm taking off the Santa suit. Yeah, we got to retire <laughs> the Santa suits. <laughs> and there's nothing underneath. I'm telling you that right now. Hey. Hey, I'm a cop. Transfer to our <laughs> birthday suits. <laughs> Hello. I wasn't trapped. <laughs> but then put on the Christmas pajamas. <laughs> My family still does that Aww. when I go home. That's uh, nice. With the slippies, with the uh, feet slippies? The feeties, yep. Oh, that's wow. sweet. Any other Christmas traditions? Um, no, that's about That you it. look forward to? No? Just throwing snowballs, ice balls through the windows of people I hate. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Mark, anything <laughs> that you're looking forward to? Um, I don't know. I think I'm looking forward to eating pizza in Boston and... <laughs> For Christmas, okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. Massachusetts uh, Chinese food. Oh, yeah, Chinese food. the best. On yeah. New Year's Eve is, is great. Like a uh, Christmas be. story. They go yeah. to the Chinese yeah, restaurant Yeah, they cut the duck off Christmas. the head. Yeah. Fa, ra, ra, ra. yeah. <laughs> that holds up well, too, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mickey Rooney in there with that. Yeah. yeah. I guess I just love eating good food and being with loved ones. Yep. Watching marathons of good shows. Yeah, I'm getting too sappy now. Yeah. yeah. Getting too close to that tree. <laughs> Follow us on Twitter and Instagram and YouTube. And YouTube. Yep. Be safe. Don't drink eggnog and drive. Yeah. Or crash into a um, camera shop. Called Snappy, Snappy Snaps. Snappy <laughs> Snaps. Don't do that. And don't sleep in your car while your loved one is dying. <laughs> yeah. yeah. If, if you have that option, don't do that. Yeah. Yeah. See you next year. Happy New Year. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Is there anything we should uh, play ourselves out on? Could you find like like some crazy version of Last Christmas? Yep. This is Last Christmas by not George Michael. Someone special The crowded room friends with time